Thanksgiving is only a few short days away if you're Canadian. If you're American, it's like a month away, but this post still has value to you. Uh, anyway, Thanksgiving is only a few short days away, and I feel like I'm pretty much obligated to talk about it at this point. So today, with that in mind, we're going to look at 10 overlooked Thanksgiving side dishes. There are some items on this list that you may feel aren't overlooked at all, like potatoes. Uh, but for the more common items like that, we're going to look at a few easy ways we can make them more interesting and even tastier. So from greens to squash, corn on the cob to carrots, and sweet potatoes to salad. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this is 10 Overlooked Thanksgiving Side Dishes. Number 10, greens. Greens like beet greens, collards, and Swiss chard make a great yet rarely seen Thanksgiving side dish. What's more is that they're very good for you, fairly easy to prepare, and delicious when prepared correctly. The way I like to prepare greens like this is to slice them very thin and fry them with onion and a little garlic for about 5 minutes. Then add in some stock or water. For a bunch of Swiss chard or collards, I would say about 1 cup of liquid is all you'd need. Now cook the greens for about 10 minutes or until they're tender. Season with salt and pepper and finish with a squeeze of lemon juice and a tablespoon of butter. Number 9. Corn on the cob. Yes, I know that it is a little late in the year for corn on the cob, but luckily Canadian Thanksgiving, also known as Thanksgiving, is early enough in October that you can still generally find it. If it was good enough for the natives and the settlers, it's good enough for me. So try husking the corn, drizzling it with olive oil, salt and pepper, and roasting it in a 400 degree Fahrenheit oven for 20 to 25 minutes. Number 8. Squash. I think we should all be eating more squash. It's delicious, and there are loads of ways you can prepare squash, but the easiest and most appealing visually to me is to cut it in half, scoop it the seeds, and cut it into slices, skin on. Drizzle those slices with olive oil, salt, and pepper, maybe some thyme, and then roast it for around 45 minutes or until tender on 400 degrees Fahrenheit. What I love about this technique is that it'll work for just about any type of squash, and it looks really, really cool and delicious. Number seven, Brussels sprouts. Boiled Brussels sprouts should be a thing of the past. When Brussels sprouts are boiled, they get mushy, are often way overcooked, and they lose so much flavor. Now, I have two favorite ways to cook Brussels sprouts. The first, which is probably starting to sound familiar, is to cut them in half, drizzle them with olive oil, salt, and pepper, then roast them on 400 degrees Fahrenheit for 35 to 45 minutes. The second way I like to cook Brussels sprouts is to pan roast them. Essentially, you cut them in half, heat up a heavy skillet, Add a bit of oil, bacon fat works well, then cook them over medium heat. Start with the cut side down and cook until they get a deep dark brown color. Uh, then flip them, add in a quarter cup to a half cup of water or stock, put a lid on the pot and cook them until tender. Sometimes I don't even steam them like that, I just cook them uh, sauteed until they're tender. Uh, and these are really great with bacon and to finish them I squeeze a little bit of lemon juice over them and obviously a little bit of butter. Number six carrots. You probably serve carrots as a Thanksgiving side dish, but I'm guessing they're probably just boiled. Now, even though carrots are delicious, roasted, and I suggest you try roasting them, I'm actually going to suggest a different way to cook them. Start with your carrots sliced, or however you like to cut them. It's best to have them cut a little thick for this, and then put them in a pot uh, and put water in the pot so they're just covered. It's very important that you don't add too much water here. You just want enough so the water comes up to the top of the carrots and covers them. Uh, now add in two to three sprigs of thyme, one to two tablespoons of honey, one to two tablespoons of cider vinegar, one to two tablespoons of butter, and some salt and pepper. 
Bring the water to a boil, then turn the heat down to medium and cook the carrots until they're tender, but also until the liquid is pretty much all evaporated. The idea, so don't don't cover these. It's important you don't cover them. The idea is that all that water is being cooked off as the carrots, uh, as the carrots cook, and what is left at the end is delicious glazed carrots. And you don't have to do anything else because the glazed ingredients are built in, and as the water evaporates, the glaze forms. So delicious. Number five, dressing. Let's start off by saying that the difference between stuffing and dressing is very simple. Stuffing is dressing that has been cooked inside a turkey. That's all. Now, I've never been a big fan of dressing, but I can appreciate a well-made one. There are a lot of ways that dressing can be improved upon. Use fresh herbs rather than dried. Use butter, bacon fat, or turkey drippings to lubricate the dressing rather than oil. Use a good quality sourdough or brioche bread. Cook onions and garlic before adding them to the rest of the dressing mixture. Uh, add dried fruit like dried cranberries or chopped dried apricots to add a nice pop of sweetness into the dressing. The point I'm trying to make here is that dressing is pretty straightforward and we don't have to complicate it to make it even better than it is. Changing a few ingredients, adding in a few, uh, and, a, and a good dressing becomes the star of the show. Number four, green beans. Green beans are delicious but often are just boiled to death like Brussels sprouts. Now if you're going to boil them, only do so for four to five minutes just until they are tender. The green beans should still be green when served. If they are turn a gross olive color, they are way overcooked. Now, though they can be boiled, and that's okay, I prefer to toss them, you guessed it, with olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little paprika, smoked or sweet. Then I roast them on 400 degrees Fahrenheit for about 20 minutes. Once they come out of the oven, I finish with a little bit of lemon juice. Now, you may be starting to see a pattern here with roasting vegetables. There are two reasons for this. Roasting vegetables makes them really delicious. It enhances their natural sweetness, and they get so good. Also, your oven is on anyway. It's Thanksgiving. You've been cooking a turkey. Uh, and you've likely only got four burners on your stove. How much stuff do you really want to try to cook on four burners? Throw as much stuff in your oven as you can. Number three, salad. Or salad, as some people call it. Uh, think about how often you see a salad on the table at Thanksgiving. My guess is probably never. Salads are a great way to get a few extra vegetables into the meal, and they are versatile enough that they can be made to match the rest of the meal. Now, my favorite way to make a salad is to take lettuce, toss it with olive oil, salt, and pepper, and roast it on 400 degrees for 20 minutes. I'm just joking, obviously. I just wanted to see if you were still paying attention. Number two, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes can be roasted, boiled, baked, or made into a casserole. For me, if I'm serving mashed potatoes, which I almost always am with Thanksgiving dinner, I generally don't want another mashed or mushy item. So I don't want to boil the sweet potatoes. I don't even want to like bake them because they'll get super soft. Uh, I find roasted sweet potatoes to be a great addition to the Thanksgiving table. Uh, it adds a nice contrast to the mashed potatoes. Cut the sweet potatoes into wedges, toss them with... You got it. Olive oil, salt, and pepper. You can add paprika or, or fresh herbs to this as well. Then roast the sweet potatoes on 400 degrees Fahrenheit until tender. Inside and crisp on the outside. You're looking at probably 45 minutes for that. Number one, potatoes. Or pomme de terre in French. Uh, you're probably going to have mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving as a side dish. Why wouldn't you? They're delicious and everyone loves them. But maybe it's time to rethink the same old potatoes that have been on the table year after year. First of all, heat up the butter and milk before adding it into the potatoes. This will keep the potatoes hot for much longer. Speaking of dairy, sub the regular milk for cream for richer mashed potatoes. Buttermilk or sour cream will also give the potatoes a nice fresh flavor, especially when combined with fresh chives or parsley. 
Whole garlic cloves can be added to the potatoes while cooking and then mashed with the potatoes to give them a mild garlic flavor. Regular russet potatoes can be substituted for red potatoes or baby potatoes and mash them with the skin on for more texture and color. The point is that there are a lot of ways that mashed potatoes can be way better than just mashed potatoes. Conclusion. All I really hope you take away from this is the idea that the same side dishes we serve every Thanksgiving can be updated with a few minor tweaks. This allows the person cooking dinner a little creative freedom while still delivering the meal that everyone is expecting. So I just want to say on a personal note here, um, I've said before, most of you probably know that my wife and I are expecting our first child. We found out yesterday that um, the doctors are going to induce my wife today. Uh, Everything's fine, but they're just going to get it over with now. Uh, So because of this big change happening in our life, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off the podcast, probably uh, just over two weeks. That means I'm probably not going to do another episode until the 28th of October. Um, Now, some of you may have also noticed that I didn't do a food history yesterday. Uh, because we have a baby coming and my time is going to be pretty limited, um, I'm actually going to stop doing food history. Uh, I don't know if it's permanent or just for a little while, but um, five days a week is just going to be a little too much with you know a new baby in the house. So uh, what I'm going to do instead is take the time that I usually do food history, and I'm just going to spend a little bit extra time working on the other three episodes. So there's not going to be any more food history uh, for the foreseeable future. I might come back to it sometime. Uh, so now we're going to, once we come back uh, nearer the end of the month, um, after I take my break to get used to having a baby around, um, then we're going to be down to three episodes a week. Um, but that might not be forever. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, and I hope you're all here when I get back, I guess. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, Have a great Thanksgiving if you live in Canada. Otherwise, just have a great October. Um, Yeah, I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBirdShit.com, your modern culinary manual. Uh, And if you want to stay updated on what's going on with the podcast, um, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash food in five. Um, otherwise, you know, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys.